Many nights we've prayed with no proof anyone could hear, and our hearts a hopeful song we barely understood. Now we are not afraid, although we know there's much to fear. We were moving mountains long before we knew we could. They don't always happen when you ask, and it's easy to give in to your fears. But when you're blinded by your pain, can't see your way clear through the rain, a small but still resilient voice says, help is very near. Those were verses from When You Believe by Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, 1998. I am Stacy, And I am Adila, and welcome to our podcast, A Seat at Our Table, Present and Black, a podcast to empower, motivate, educate, and entertain our kinfolk as we discuss everything from current events, adulting, politics, our careers, and everything in between from our unique Black female perspective. This week, our cognitive reframe is to keep in mind that mistakes are mirrors that you can use to perfect your path. Whenever you make an error in your life, keep in mind that it's only used as a learning tool to get you closer to the results that you want. All right, now into this week's isms. My ism for this week, Stace, is that, and I know you know this about me because you had to discover it during our overnights. Um, I scratch my nose when I get sleepy and it's this like, throat scratching, ear shaking, clearing my sinuses thing. (laughs) And it feels so good. And I've had so many people in my life tell me like, you gotta bust a blood vessel. That's Mm -hmm. not healthy. You're gonna die. And I'm just like, well, I'm gonna go out feeling great Mm because it feels so good to scratch my nose. (laughs) Like, I don't think anybody understands like how... um, I don't even think the word is therapeutic is like appropriate, but it's it's very soothing. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. it's it's great. I love it. <laughs> do you ever do that when you're having an allergy attack as well? Um, oh, like when I'm like like when I eat something I'm allergic to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but that's like not the same type of way. Like that's more of like a like if you had something caught in your throat type of coughing up type of noise when I have an allergy attack. Um, okay so your allergies your seasonal allergies don't affect your nose not in the same way like I'll probably like sneeze more but it's not like like the same type of thing because I'll do the nose scratching all year round yeah it's great I love I I like I I remember the first time I had to stay late at my um my master's program and there was like 26 of us who were staying late together because we were all trying to do work and I kept trying to fight it I was like (laughs) like moving around like don't don't you let that out in front of all these people and then I just had to just let it and they, they all stopped looking at me and I was like god damn it my nose itches and some of them were like girl I do the same thing like it's not just me but usually it's just me yeah and it's still so good that even after the itch is gone you'll just keep scratching right? yes yes see you get me friend <laughs> So that's my ism for this week. What's yours? Uh, mine for this week is being annoyed by all of the different roles in spades. And um, I think there's a lot of rules. There's so different variants of spades. And then there's the black variant variations of spades. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really irritates me is it's called spades for a reason. But some folk like to play where the two of diamonds is higher than the two of spades. That's what the freak is that? That's, that's <laughs> not called spades. It's not called spades. 
and the two of diamonds. It makes absolutely no sense, but that just aggravates me. So, you know, when black people get it right to play spades, you either going to, you're going to play and just have to deal with the tomfoolery that's going to ensue, or you're just going to be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to just watch y'all. That drives me nuts. The two of diamonds really? No. It's called spades for a reason. That's how I was always taught to play. And then I think spades, like many other card games, people just found ways to play that were like beneficial to them. Like we've been playing a lot of games since we've been at home. And so we played Uno. And so you sit down and you're like, okay, how do you play? So that you can come to commonality with the Mm -hmm. rules which like is ridiculous because it's it's a game like the game should be played the same everywhere but it's not and that's what makes the world go round that we're all unique (laughs) I will never if I am hosting a spades game the two of diamonds will will not ever in life be part of anything it's gonna be a two of diamonds that's it it's gonna be the lowest diamond and it wins nothing that's it yeah, it, I know when I've always played those, the two are the, the they're like big jokers or something. Like that's what yeah, the big joker, the little joker, which sometimes apparently you can't tell the two apart because some decks, they look exactly the same. I'm like, no, that's a quality control issue. Somebody just didn't put the little one. <laughs> they're like, oh, I got two big ones. I'm just going to put them in there. No, <laughs> that irritates me so. And you got to write on it big and little. Yes, you got to get a new deck it's it's not the right one that's hilarious oh I know I have a uncle who only play cards with like the big cards mm-hmm. like if it's if it's any other brand he's like I don't want that <laughs> <laughs> it's like it has to be big I'm like what do they do they sponsor you or something like what right. <laughs> <laughs> the hell but yes I can understand that with spades okay that's hilarious. I, I didn't. I never knew that you were annoyed by that. I don't think we've ever played space together. I don't think we have. Probably for good reason, because all these different ridiculous rules. Yeah, and I, you know, me with games, I'm not, you know, an, another side of me comes out. Yeah, you're very competitive. Yes. Yeah, I don't, you know, well, I am my father's daughter. <laughs> all right, so let's go on to this week's topics. This week, we're going to be talking about unconscious bias and, you know, is unconscious bias legitimate or an excuse for disrespect? So um, tis the season, tis the year where, you know, this topic is is a big deal, (laughs) like everything else this year. Um, So let's just jump right in. So do you think unconscious bias is really unconscious? Say, Say more about what you mean by that. So it's like, well, um, I'm going to say something demeaning or disrespectful, and I don't even know that I'm doing it. I had no idea this was offensive to you. Um, do you think things like that? And, I, I'm, and I'm changing my voice because we all know who we're talking about. Are you talking about um, caucasity? No, no. I'm just talking about unconscious bias. The, the voice makes me think that you're talking about caucasity. And then they're the people who... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Extended, if you will, mm-hmm. toward us and others <laughs> um, whom they do not understand. Okay. And um, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I was talking to somebody um, a while ago about, you know, 
my dissertation and finishing up my doctorate. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, so when you're done, they give you a degree? I said, uh, no, when I'm done, I ha- would have earned my degree. Come, come on now. Come on so that's what I mean by unconscious bias with the air quotes. Um, do you think unconscious bias is really unconscious or is it just as conscious as you and I right now awake talking to each other. So I, so I do think that unconscious bias is caucasity. So I think it's the same thing <laughs> because they do that. And I think that it is, I think it is a conscious thing that they do and they try to write it off as unconscious or unbeknownst or ignorance or what the fuck ever, because it feels better to them in the moment so that they don't get the same type of um, reaction. But I, I think that I think that it's caucasity. I think that I mean, my husband and I like to we like to say when when they do things like that, like I am pure. I'm, and I'm sorry, y'all probably hear my baby in the background. She trying to go back to sleep. But um, they say they do things like you know walk in front of your vehicle mm-hmm. without looking because <laughs> you're not gonna hit me. <laughs> the nerve of you. <laughs> I mean, my God, they you know they do things. Like if people are standing in line to get somewhere, they walk up on the side and act like they didn't know that there was a line there. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's caucasity. Like it's just, the, just to have the gall, just the gumption, just the entitlement to say that I am different. I don't have to do the same things that you have to do. The rules don't apply to me. And I can say these things and do these things. And how dare you not, how dare you try to punish me for the way that I think feel or respond to situations that are normalized to me. So what I hear you saying is they recognize their privilege and they act accordingly. They bask in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they and then they try to stand behind ignorance when things don't mm-hmm. you know go their own way. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you, yes, the fuck you did. You knew. You just thought I was going to go along with it. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, and when the example I just gave you, and when I said that, he was like, oh, oh, you know what I mean? And he kept saying it like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. I'm like, dude, yes, of course I knew what you meant. That's why I corrected you. Um, and even toward the end of the conversation, you know, I didn't, I didn't mean anything by it. You, you're guilty now. <laughs> exactly. You're guilty until proven innocent and you're, and you're guilty. Yeah. Um, especially this year, it really like hit me like this stuff is not unconscious these people know exactly what they're doing at the same time I have to check myself because I've said some real ignorant stuff in my day um and it was just based on some real it's just based on ignorance I did not know and then after it comes out of my mouth I'll be like "Ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that or was that offensive um and for me, it's a legitimate onimus. Onimus. Did I say onimus? You ah! <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a new word. It's an onimus <laughs> mistake. <laughs> um, or I didn't mean anything by it. But I think we all have our own biases. Mm-hmm. And we know about it, right? They're coming right. to all get out. Um, so playing that card that I didn't know or why is, um, why is what I said or what I did offensive like nope not here to explain it to you but but I think the difference with like I I think that I think what sets people apart 
is the acknowledgement and the, the, the intention to do better. Because I, coming from um, Texas, when I moved to New York, where New York is a melting pot, you get like a, a plethora of, of people from different parts of the world in New York. And coming from Texas, the only people of um, Hispanic or uh, Hispanic descent that I had met or Latin descent were from Mexico. So every single person that I knew that spoke Spanish was Mexican. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I remember moving to New York, I mean, moving to the East Coast and meeting another person of Latin descent, it was like, oh, you're Mexican. They were like, no, I'm not. And I was like, mm, yes, you are. <laughs> I know what a Mexican looks like. And like, you speak Spanish, you look Latin, like you're Mexican. They're like, no, I'm actually from Spain. And I was like, mm-hmm, same, same. <laughs> and they were like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I had to be educated. And I was like, oh my God, like for 20 something years of my life, I, I, you know, I thought this way. And so I had this, you know, this ignorance and this bias that every Latin person was Mexican. And then I learned that that's not true. And even people from Mexico are not necessarily Latin. And I was like, oh my God, like brain explode. But that was the ignorance. And I also, you know, Texas education, but we're not going to get on that topic. Honey, it's all 50 states education. (laughs) (laughs) But Texas education specifically, you get Texas history and in Texas history, it's Mexicans. That's right. Makes sense. So it's like, I'm like, I'm like for 12 years, that's what I was taught, but we're not going to get on Texas education because we'll be here all day. But um, yeah, I mean, that that's that unconscious, unconscious bias that I was brought up with that somebody had to be like, bitch, if you don't, if you don't get your life together. It's unfortunate that we're going into 2021 and we're still dealing with the same nonsense. Yep. Absolutely. So- I was reading something the other day. It was probably yesterday and, and about, you know, have you seen the um, the video where the Karen had accused that young black boy of 14 years of age for stealing her iPhone <gasps> in the hotel? No. I need you to go watch that. Um, I just need you to go watch that. So I was, uh, ooh, praise the Lord, um, is so infuriating. But thankfully his father was there with him to shut the foolishness down. Um, but I was reading something in response to that. And the person was like, he was at um, an audition mm-hmm. reading for a part of, um, I guess like, quote unquote, a, gay, a black man, um, quote unquote, gangster in, in, the, in the script. And a white woman told him, um, I guess, on the casting crew or, the, you know, panel, whatever, was like, you know what, um, you're not being gangster enough. And he was like, what you mean? What? Like, your only ex- exposure to that is what you see on TV, the one-sided um, view of what that means, not understanding that, you know. Right, 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 little girl. That's what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. She did. She did testify out to agree with you. Yeah, the only one side of um, of what they think they know. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me with this nonsense. And they're just just as um, sure in, in themselves as well when they say these dumb things. I think it's almost like I dare you to correct me. I dare you to say something to me. Right. you know call me out on my bowl um so moving down um so there's a time and place for everything is the time always right and the place always appropriate to call it out mm. i um 
I walk a very thin line with this because I am a huge proponent of speaking my truth mm-hmm. and I don't see anything wrong with doing that. So part of me says, yes, of course, say something because you deserve to, you know, speak out against injustice. You deserve to speak out against, you know, anything that doesn't feel comfortable or feel right to you, especially when it directly impacts you. Um, so I like, I like to say something when I experience it. Like I had a, a, an instance last week where I ran into some caucasity and I, you know, responded in a way that I felt appropriate to get my message across. I didn't engage in a full conversation, but I was just like, I see you for who you are type of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that's always appropriate now that there are times and places where speaking up is, can, what can, what, can be considered reckless for us because, Sometimes we have to pay with our lives. So I think we have to like use our discernment, use our judgment, unfortunately, um, and when we're able to stand up for ourselves because sometimes the result could be dire. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree with you. Um, definitely say something. And we're gifted people. So we know how to throw shade or mm-hmm. like check somebody real good in such a eloquent way where people wouldn't even realize it. Right. Um, but they, you know, they still are like, darn, you just call me out, but I'm not even sure how I'm supposed to feel about it. Right. And then not even skip a beat, always remain respectful and professional in those spaces. And sometimes, you know, those, you know, you gotta, sometimes you just, I don't want to say you got to act up sometimes, but sometimes people just need to be checked mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain type of way to understand that you know you were wrong I recognize you were wrong and I'm not going to allow you to just get away with the tomfoolery of course so I agree with you 100 yeah. and it sucks that we even have to deal with this yeah it does but that's the life that we're in and like you like I you know like you said it's, it's just important to learn how to navigate within it because I say what I got to say and I keep it pushing mm-hmm. and like um I, I wanted to tell you like last Two years ago, when I worked at this hospital, there was this, um, it was a white nurse and she, you know, was expressing how she used to be a traveling nurse. And, um, you know, she was livid that there were children who got financial aid because she had to pay me full price for her children to go to college. And so how dare other people get to go to school for free when her kids had to be, you know, she had to pay for her children to go out of pocket. And I said, well, thank God you were able to afford to pay for your child to go or your children, multiple of them to go to college because not a lot of other people have that opportunity and it's not free because most of the time we have to end up paying that money back. So where your children were able to leave college with a degree and be debt-free, other children don't have that same opportunity. And she's like, yeah, but they get all this money and they get to you know, live, live lives and travel and spend, spend time and have fun. Okay, your children get to do that every single fucking day. Mm-hmm. how many times have your kids been out the country how many times like have you know what i'm saying like how many times have your children had opportunities and privileges and experiences that other children deign to have like don't don't try to compare your privilege to somebody else's you know leg up because all financial aid you know really really does is try to le- level the playing field but it, it really is just a, a, a anchor that holds the rest of us down after we graduate because then we're stuck with that hundred fifty thousand dollars student loan debt after the fact so i was like i was so livid 
just having that conversation with her and, and nobody else was speaking up and there were other black and brown people in the in the room and I was like y'all just gonna sit there and let this white lady talk like this and ain't nobody gonna say shit now I gotta look at the crazy black person because I'm reading her her rights and putting her in her place and then there was she was like well did you get a scholarship or did you go on financial aid I said I don't see how this into your business right Number one, and if I did take all my financial aid and go to Cancun or Morocco or fucking Paris, that's what the fuck I did with my money. That's what I wanted to do with it. And that's your money. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. And I'm like, you don't, you don't get to take your privilege and then blame somebody else because they don't have the same privilege as you. Right. I work so hard and send my kids to school and, and praise God you were able to do that right. because my black mama was working three and four jobs trying to help me with $200 every now and then while I was up there on financial aid. So shut your face and pay your white taxes and leave me alone. Anyway, uh, I digress. The audacity. The no, the caucasity <laughs> is what it is. Goddamn. Ugh, I'm over and they these. think they're right. They really feel like it's just like, I have a right to feel this way. But entitlement. what's annoying is exactly what you said when you're when there are others, um, other black people in the space who just sit there and say nothing and then want to complain about it later. I don't want to hear about it later because right. you had um, you had an opportunity to say something at that time. So we're not talking about it later unless you want to go back and then, you know, backtrack to this person and tell them how you feel and how what they did was wrong. Right. So frustrating. All right. So that was a good conversation. My blood boiling. Okay, um, that about wraps up this week's ramblings. Any announcements? Okay, we don't want announcements from you though, girl. Any announcements from you, Stace? No, nothing. Okay, uh, announcement for me is that I will be hosting a 30-day um, self-esteem boot camp starting in the beginning of, in the middle of January. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, and I can't, I cannot wait. I've been working on this project for a little while. And um, that's what I'll be having going on in January. I'll be working with a group of ladies who are looking to increase their self-esteem and self-confidence so they can have um, more fulfilling lives. And I'm really excited about that. So if you want more information about that, then you can um, reach out to me at info at um, drdeffect.org. Awesome. All right, survival skills 101. My survival skill this week is stop looking back. Cars are made with a big windshield and a small rear view mirror. And mine is as the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stated, the time is always right to do the right thing and govern yourselves accordingly. Mm. That's awesome. All right, you guys, thank you for listening to A Seat at Our Table. Present. Black. Peace.